What's up, guys? Welcome to Two Cents Worth. I'm your host, Ryan DeFaber. Uh, I asked, and you guys said yes, so I am going to start doing a uh, podcast on Fridays, going through kind of what's going on in the week with myself and sports and life in general, uh, kind of a day-to-day, maybe, or we'll just go overall review. But uh, today I have kind of, as the week went along, I wrote down everything that, that happened in uh in my life from uh, the kids to the work to family to Thanksgiving to everything uh, in between. So uh, we're going to jump into it. First thing I do want to say, though, is um, to all of my listeners, thank you. And then also to the international listeners, um, I love to hear from you. I want to know how you heard of me, what you've liked about the show, um, what's bringing you back. I, I have a lot of downloads from New Zealand, Sweden, Spain, the U.K., um, send me a DM on Instagram at two cents worth podcast, or send me a, um, an email two cents worth podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to find out how you've heard of me and uh, what you like about the show, because there's a lot of downloads for uh, a lot of the episodes. So, uh, obviously you're, you keep coming back. So I appreciate that. And then anybody here in the States as well, if, uh, you know, if you don't know me directly, love to find out how you, uh, heard of me. So just hit me up. Uh, I like to hear from you guys what's going on in your lives, and then any questions you might have that I can address on the show. So I want to get that out of the way first. So let's start with Monday. So Monday, I'm up at 1 a.m. and at 4.30 a.m. because of my dog. So I have a 12-year-old Jack Russell Terrier uh, named Bronx, and I've talked about him a couple times on the show because he's usually here with me in the the Bears Den studio. Um which is just my bonus from above my garage. Uh, he's in here right now just sleeping on the couch, but he's 12. So we've been having some uh, issues with him lately on his health. So he had me up at 1 a.m. and at 4.30. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm up at 4.30. I go to the gym. Uh, on, on Mondays, my gym opens up at 5 a.m. I'm there at 5 a.m. So I wake up at 4.30, stretch, get dressed, take my pre-workout, um, which again, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, you'll see that, um, I'm big into RSP nutrition. Uh, my buddy Kalichi, who I grew up with in Rhode Island, uh, I'll go into that a little bit. Um, so you guys can get a little more information around me, but, um, come to find out I've been using this product for a couple of years. He's actually part owner of the company and we reconnected through that because I uh, posted some stuff about RSP and um, we've been chatting, uh, about the product and everything. Just kind of funny how, um, I moved to North Carolina in 1999. So I left Rhode Island, uh, my, after my freshman year of high school and then kind of, as we do in life, kind of lost track of a lot of, uh, connections and friends and social media certainly has helped reconnect some people. I have some connections back to Rhode Island, my childhood friends that I still keep in contact with through Facebook or Instagram and, and other social media platforms. And um, this show has helped to reconnect a lot of us as well. So uh, wake up 4.30, stretch, take my pre-workout. I go to the gym. Well, I come home and I have two boys. I have a uh, son, Nolan Ryan, named after Nolan Ryan because I was a baseball player and Nolan Ryan was my favorite player growing up and arguably the best pitcher of all time, in my opinion. So we named our first son Nolan Ryan. It's only fitting. My middle name is my dad's first name. I wanted my first son to have my middle name or 
his middle name be my first name. And it was great. And my wife actually agreed to it. So it's incredible. Uh, so anyways, he's five and we have a two year old Harrison, Harrison Wright. Um, so I get home and lights are on in the house and I go upstairs. Lindsay's working out in the bonus room and no one's doors open. There's no sheets on the bed. I'm like, what the hell happened here? So talk to Lindsay. So Nolan, heavy sleeper when he, when he wants to sleep, went ahead and paid the bed. So <laughs> got home at six on a Monday and again, dog had me up most of the night. I went and worked out. I come home. The oldest had peed the bed. The dog went into the youngest Harrison's room, wakes him up. Um, so by 6 a.m., my home is an absolute circus. Everyone's awake. The dog's not feeling good. Both boys are woken up prematurely. Lindsay's trying to get a workout done. Um, and that's how my week starts. Uh, on a higher note, start a new workout program. Uh, I use FitPlan app. Um, it's great. It's like $80 a, a year. You, It's a subscription. So it's $80 a year, but there are multiple uh, programs that you can use long-term programs, you know, three, four months worth or day by day workouts that you can do at home. You can freestyle, like pick a back workout or a leg workout and just do that. If, if you're not feeling an actual program, but I've been using it for about a year now and it's been great. It, it keeps the gym exciting and, and not so mundane. And I don't have to do my own programming. So like all the programming is done on this. So, um, it, it's, it's great. I, I highly suggest it. So we started a new workout, me and my buddy, Pete, He's my workout partner uh, this week, and um, uh, let me tell you, y you think you're in decent shape, but then when you ever change like a workout, like you work different muscle groups after like your body was used to. After Monday, like even me and Pete were like, dude, we can't walk. Like so, we Monday was legs uh, and shoulders, and and then a circuit at the end of it, and there's a circuit at the end of every workout now. So we're gonna get our cardio in, which will be nice um, through weights, so you don't have to sit on a treadmill and run for 20 minutes, which gets boring. Um, so yeah, so sore this week, which is good. Uh, it brings me back to um, just changing up your routine, which is important when when you get into working out or fitness, whatnot. You don't want to be in that same routine because it gets mundane. You get complacent. It's just like work, right? Like if you go through the motions at work, it's the same thing. You start getting complacent, and and you know when complacency creeps in, that's when laziness gets in there, and and it's just never a good thing. It always kind of just backfires on you. So. Um, that's, that's how things went Monday. And then the oldest, Nolan, dentist appointment, first cavity. So if anyone knows him, he, he's a very, um, analytical mindset. So like he's very regimented and, um, we say like, he's our little engineer, right? So like when he found out he had a cavity, like, so for this, the rest of the week, he's like, I can't have desserts. I can't have candy. You know, not until this cavity is fixed. Um, and he had a birthday party at school. I guess one of his schoolmates, um, turned six, I guess, right. That's what kindergartners do. They go from five to six. Um, he, uh, he comes home. He's like, I'm like, how's your day, buddy? I got him off the bus. How's your day? Dad had a cupcake. Sorry. I know I have a cavity. I'm like, dude, it's okay, man. Like, don't worry. We're going to get it fixed. But the other thing, and we get into it for kind of just the, some of the things that happened this week for us. Uh, the other thing is, I guess he has an underbite and so they want to fix it and they want to do some stuff and 
put some mouth guards in and headgear and all this other bullshit that he's going to need, right? Like, I'd rather do it now than later on in his life. His face is fucked up. Um, his teeth and shit. Like, you need those, right? Um, which, I don't know. Hey, maybe by, by the time he's old enough, I don't know. They might have some, you know, crazy advances in the dentist industry. And he could, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Stronger teeth? I don't know. Any, anyways. Uh, so we got that estimate. So that's going to be a couple thousand dollars. So that's going to be exciting. Really exciting. That's that's what I want to hear right at the end of the year. We got his birthday coming up. We got Christmas coming up. And now the dentist wants us to do that. So we're going to go and just get a second opinion, see what else, uh, if there's anything other options outside of that. But we're going to have to do it. Uh, we're going to have to do something for the, for the little guy. So that's Monday. Monday, work, come home. Nothing else crazy happens. Um, Tuesday, again, dog had me up. And three or four times during the night, got maybe three hours of sleep, um, but woke up to what I saw apparently was the game of the year, or and some are saying the best game they've ever seen. So Monday night football, it was Chiefs versus Rams. First game in NFL history that had both teams score 50 plus points each, which is incredible. So if you like offense in the NFL, that was the game to watch. Um, both quarterbacks threw for over 400 yards incredible so i was watching the highlights at the gym and just just seeing the back and forth and um it certainly looked like a pretty exciting game that game was supposed to be played in mexico city got moved back to la because of field conditions so um for all the fans and everything that were able to watch it and and deal with the schedule change and everything it, it certainly turned out to be the best form I, I can't stay up for those games that here on the east coast those they start like 8 30 45 on monday night Dude, I'm in bed by 9, maybe 8.30 uh, most nights because I need my sleep. And as you can tell, I don't get a lot of it. So three hours of sleep, dog has me up. But I come, I wake up to all that. And then in baseball news, I'm a Yankee fan. And Yankees traded for James Paxton, um, starting pitcher from Seattle. I think that's a great move. If you follow baseball or even if just you're just a Yankees fan, we need starting pitching. We need um, starting pitching, starting pitching, and we need to figure out our shortstop situation because D.D. is out with uh, Tommy John surgery, so he's going to be out most of the year next year. So they're talking about Manny Machado as a potential um, shortstop, so we'll, we'll see about that. But uh, first good move, I think, right now in the offseason for, for Major League Baseball, especially me as a Yankee fan, was going out and getting James Paxton. Lefty throws 94-95. So he's a hard-throwing lefty, which we haven't had in a while. We have CeCe, but CeCe Zabathia is old, and he's not pumping 96-97 like he used to. Um, and then J.A. Happ is a free agent, so you know they might re not re-sign him. So they went out and got Paxton. I think that was a good move. I, I like kind of, um, though the baseball season's over, we're in that lull now where like the World Series happened. Not a lot goes on, so when a, when a move like this happens is exciting. Uh, there's a lot of good free agents out there. Two in particular are going to get the most attention this year, and that's Machado and Bryce Harper. Where are they going to go? The Phillies president came out and said he's planning on spending stupid money in the offseason, so it'll be interesting to see if he's going to try and get one or both. The Yankees, same thing. Um, I was reading an article, and it, it basically said that the Steinbrenner sons – need to spend a ton of money this year and go and get that World Series. It's been 10-plus years. We haven't had a World Series uh, since the dad died. Um, 
George Steinbrenner, if you don't know Yankee fans, one of the most notorious owners of all time in Major League Baseball, but the guy just wanted to win. Um, he's your Jerry Jones of Major League Baseball. But they haven't won a World Series since he passed. Um, we were under the luxury tax this year, so we have some money to spend, and I think it's time to spend it. So we're going to – I'm hopeful, crossing my fingers, that the, that the Stein brother, Steinbrenner brothers give Brian Cashman, the GM, the – freedom to go out and make some deals happen so this this was exciting for the first one getting Paxton that's that was that's what was needed um and again I think that's what what we should do next figure out our infield and get more starting pitching uh staying on the dental hygiene I had a dentist appointment on Tuesday and again if you don't know me so I had braces for three years in high school, which was just lovely. You know, you're having braces through the uh, the strangest part of your your life as you're growing up and, you know, going through all, all the things that you go through in high school, and then you throw three years of braces on it. So super good-looking dude in high school. I cringe when I look at my pictures um, back then. Not that I'm super good-looking now. I think I am, but, I mean, that's up for debate. My wife thinks I am. That's all that matters. Uh, so braces for three years. I had oral surgery because I had a tooth that wouldn't come down. Then uh, I've had gum recession. So I had to have gum recession surgery, I guess you would call it. Really no cavities, though. But <clears throat> so it was funny. Like I'm at the dentist just getting my regular cleaning, and the dentist comes in afterwards. He's like, you need to thank your parents for giving you such a great uh, mouth of teeth. And I'm like, dude, like. My parents spent like $7,000 on my teeth, buddy. Like, let's not pretend like this smile didn't come from a bunch of money. But he did say that I, I should never have a cavity because my teeth are like concrete. So after all of that, at least I don't get cavities, um, which is nice. Uh, Tuesday night, Lindsay had a hair appointment. So she's at her hair appointment. And for the ladies that are listening, there's... Two types of hair appointments I've learned over the years of being married, uh, 11 years of being married. There is a haircut, and then there is, like, the full-blown thing. Color, shampoo. Like, this is, like, you almost have to take, like, a day off of work for how long this fucking shit lasts. Like, she's gone from 5.30 till 8.30. Like, it's a three-hour fucking haircut. Mine takes, like, eight minutes. Uh, and it's a three-hour haircut. So she's on her three-hour haircut process. So I'm at I'm on dad duty, and everything's going great. Kids eat dinner, no issues. I'm cleaning up. I'm trying to make my dinner, and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. I'm cooking on the stove. I turn around because I hear a loud bang, which is my two-year-old falling off the couch face first onto our hardwood floors. I go into the living room what happened nolan's standing like six feet away from him and i look at him i go did you do this yes yes i did i go what did you do he goes i threw a toy at him so no nolan in the heat of the moment at the time he tells me threw a toy at him threw something at harrison's face hit him in the face to knock him off of the couch to land onto his face so the two-year-old's screaming i'm trying to calm him down it's 6 30 at this point uh nolan at that point is told that's it. Night's over. Go upstairs, brush your teeth, go to bed. And his whole routine, I talked about it earlier. He's very regimented. So his routine is he ta- he brushes his teeth. He gets in the shower. We let him in the shower for like 10, 15 minutes. 
He goes to his room. He picks his clothes out for the next day. He puts his PJs on. We sit down. We read books. We go over his sight words for school. Then we do songs. And then we tell him what the day is coming up for tomorrow. So he's well prepared. So this whole ordeal of me sending him up to bed at 6.30, mind blown. Blown from him. I mean, this kid just lost it for the for the next hour and a half. So he's up in his room. He's con- he's hyperventilating. I'm like, dude, you need to calm down. I'm like, listen, you know, I'm trying to teach a five year old. He's almost six. Like, what what's happening when every action you have has a reaction? And that's what I'm trying to tell him. I'm like, buddy, like you threw something at your brother, hit him in the face. That is unacceptable. And because of that, we need to now just turn it off and reset for tomorrow. So he finally calms down, come to find out, and then Harrison's down on the couch drinking milk and juice. So he's got both in one under one arm, one in the other, and he's watching basketball on the TV because I was watching the Maui Invitational. I'm a Duke fan, watching that. That game's on, on, and again, while all hell is breaking loose. And so he's just watching basketball. No one comes down to apologize to him and the two-year-old, which is kind of, it was funny, but like, I can't laugh at it. Harrison just kind of looks at him and just like dismisses him and looks right back at the TV, which also made Nolan upset because he's like, he didn't, he, I said I was sorry. Uh. <sighs> so anyways, finally goes to bed. I finally get to have dinner. Lindsay comes home at 830. I have to explain everything to her. That's Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, like I said, the new program for working out started. So I'm now into Wednesday. I'm in the third day of the program, sweating a lot more. Um, as I mentioned, the circuits at the end, it's like anywhere from 10 to 15-minute circuits. And it can be a 200-meter row, burpees, shoulder press, and you do that for 15 minutes straight, as many as you can. So it's it incorporates some CrossFit, and as you guys know from my previous um, podcasts, have some criticism towards CrossFit if it's not done correctly. So I want to make sure that I'm doing these exercises correctly and not hurting myself and, and all that. But I feel like I'm pretty good at the gym and I know my limits and know what I should be doing. I'm not doing Olympic style lifting, that type of stuff um, for time or anything like that. So, you know, you have circuits like that at the end, a lot of legs in this workout program. So for nine weeks, it's five days a week and there's a lot of legs included in it. So this morning, um, deadlifts it's more back but uh the day before thanksgiving thanksgiving was an active rest day so i didn't do anything so on wednesday it was straight leg deadlifts um air squats things like that so there's a lot more legs in it um trying to just get build the core up and stability again so which is good and and as most of you that work out excuse me um probably most of you are anti-legs i think i've only met one person in my entire life that liked working out legs more than anything else. And it's my buddy, Mike Najeka. He used to be my workout partner and I hated legs, but he got me to appreciate working out legs. They're the largest, your lower half has the largest muscles in your body. They need to be worked. It helps with stability, helps with the core, helps with everything. Right? So like you always have to work out legs. I don't care if you hate it. You just grind through it. I've come to enjoy it because of Mike, but my buddy Pete can't stand it. He he told me the other day, he's like, my body's not meant for lower body exercises. It wasn't built that way, which is just a crock of shit. It's his way of trying to get out of not doing legs. But with me working out and me doing all the programming through this app, um, he has to do it. So sore, so that's good. Come home. 
Dog has been up the last couple nights. Hasn't been feeling good. Well, now he's shitting blood. All right, well, fuck. All right, now I got to take him to the vet. So this has been happening on and off for the last couple months, so I take him to the vet. I've been dropping a couple hundred bucks every time we fucking go there. It's, this dog's cost me so much goddamn money. Um, <laughs> go to the vet. Do blood work. We're supposed to hear our ne- next week. If you follow me on Instagram and on the stories, you'll see that we were at the vet and he's getting blood work. He does have a bad pancreas. It's not digesting as well, so that's why he's having the the problem with the the shit. And um, so we're we're dealing with that. We'll see what what's happening with him. But over the last two months, I think I, it's probably close to over a grand we've dropped on him for this. Um, which I feel bad. He's twelve years old. Like he's he's old but these dogs can live to like 16 17 years old so like i just don't want to figure i want to figure this out for him so i don't have to deal with it for the next five six years um because again if you know me the dog has already pushed my patience to basically the limit and beyond so for another five years if this is going to be happening uh if any of you are friends of mine then come and see me often you'll see that i'm probably going to lose my mind soon um on a lighter note also on my instagram put on there uh, whole 30 roasted pecan recipe. So every morning when I come home from working out, I make a protein shake and I make oatmeal and in my oatmeal, I like pecans. So bought a two, two pound bag of pecans from, uh, Costco and they're, you know, they're, they're just regular pecans. So a little, little bland in the oatmeal wanted something to change it up a little bit. So I got a whole 30 approved, um, recipe which actually turned out really well and my friend Gabe who is uh, mostly whole Mrs. Cole on Instagram she is like my whole 30 local guide so she's here in Charlotte as well so uh, I always make sure that uh, I try if it's whole 30 I want to make sure that it's whole 30 compliant through her because she knows better than I do Um, she's like my local expert is what I call her so did that and put them in the oatmeal. Delicious. So it was, it's coconut oil you use to uh, get a little bit of sweetness as well. Sea salt and cinnamon. And you mix all that together with the pecans. You put them on a baking sheet, 350. I put 15 minutes on my Instagram. I actually took them out of the fridge yesterday and put them in for another 15 minutes. So it's about three. It's about 30 minutes. Um, and I did three cups of pecans. So um, if you do less, you might not need to keep them in the oven as long, but I did 30 minutes and nice and crunchy, good taste and healthy for you. So they're a good little snack as well. If you don't want to do uh, oatmeal, if some people don't like oatmeal, the texture and everything bothers people. Uh, sports wise, I saw Markel Fultz, who is a guard for the Philadelphia 76ers in the NBA, is out for a shoulder injury, um, but watching... A lot of the commentators here on TV, and if you guys follow the NBA and some of his struggles, he basically has what we'll call the yips, um, where he's kind of just lost his shot and the mentalness, the mental um, piece of the game comes in. So if you've listened to some of the podcasts before, I had Daniel Bard on, a friend of mine that I've known, again, since I moved here in North Carolina in 99, and he dealt with the same same thing and he is actually mentoring now kids uh kids professionals for the arizona diamondbacks he's a mental coach for them um because of how much we really don't realize how much our our brain can mess with us when it comes to sports and life and anything right like 
you go and run five miles. Your body's fine, but your brain's always telling you, stop, stop, stop. It's time to stop. It's time to stop. But you know your, bo- your body's capable of doing it. It's fighting that mental piece of it. And that goes into all sports. You know, Daniel talked about his struggles in – he reached the pinnacle, right? He went to the pros, played for the Boston Red Sox for a couple years, and then it just kind of all went away. It was like a perfect storm, he said. You know, he had issues with his shoulder. People were trying to tell him how to throw differently again, and then he's trying to figure it out, and, and the mentalness came into it and, and played a big part in why he couldn't really ever get back on track. And so he used that, his own life experience, into now what he's doing for – for um, his profession, which is, again, mental coach for minor league baseball players for the Diamondbacks organization. So when I saw this Markel Fultz thing and I I heard what a lot of the commentators were saying, they're saying that he's, I don't want to say covering up, but more so coming out saying it's a shoulder thing, but it's more mental. Like he he can't figure out his shot, um, so he basically has the yips of basketball. Like there's no confidence there. He, He basically has to kind of reset everything, and it it stinks because he's a first-round pick. He's a very highly touted uh, individual, and you, you see this at the highest level of sports. Um, and it's crazy because you're like, you have all this talent. Like, why Why all of a sudden, why does this happen? And our brain, it, it's a very powerful tool, and it can it can hurt us as well. Um, and, and I say all that. I just hope for, for him for the best. I don't really watch the NBA, but that kind of caught my eye, especially after talking to, to Daniel. Um about his struggles and what's been going on for him. So that was Wednesday, um, day before Thanksgiving, finished the night with a couple drinks with Lindsay, went to bed. Thursday, Thanksgiving, uh, active rest day for me. So no working out, um, which is fine. I don't need to work out every day. It's it's good for your body to recover. Um, And if people tell you that anything different, then they're wrong. You should recover. You should take days off. It's okay. You should have deload weeks where – you know, if you're in the middle of a program, take a week off, go in, do one or two exercises, walk a little bit, just reset the body, and you'll become stronger, I promise you. Gives your body and your muscles time to recover. Um, so Thanksgiving, my parents live here in Charlotte, so they came over. We fried turkeys, but we did air fry. So again, put that on my Instagram if you guys saw it. Um, and we did one regular and then one that had a maple mustard glaze on it, and really good. And we air fried them, so I didn't deep fry them this year. My buddy Preston has an air fryer that I borrowed from from him, and we did turkey breasts, not a full turkey. So the turkey breasts were about five pounds. Took a little over an hour for each one of them, but really juicy, wasn't dried out, really good flavor. Uh, so I was pretty happy about that. Um, and then, and then I mentioned earlier in the week about some of the money that we've been spending nolan's dental which we're gonna have to spend the dog and the amount of money that we've spent and then you say everyone says like things come in three well i got my third i did my first black friday shopping ever and if you live in the u.s black friday is the day after thanksgiving and all these stores have all these great deals and da 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 well now that starts on thursday basically and this week our washing machine gave out. So, uh, Merry Christmas to me and Lindsay. We had to buy a washer last night out of necessity, not want. So, my first Black Friday shopping experience was, first off, not going to the store, not doing that. 
I'm not going to bum rush a store to get 30% off of a fucking appliance or anything else. I think that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, and it's great for retail and them, but it most ridiculous thing sat online on my phone, didn't even get on my computer on my phone, got the washer that we wanted, needed, not wanted, needed, and it's going to be delivered in a couple days. So all's well, but again, three dental bunch of money coming out the door there. The dog cost me a bunch of money. And now the washing machine, I told Lindsay, I said, we need it. I'm not going to be washing my clothes in a fucking bucket. Like, we, we need the washing machine. So that was uh, Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to me. Um, wonderful. Friday. So I'm recording this I, right when I just got home from the gym. It's 6 a.m. right now. So um, the kids are downstairs because guess what? They're awake. Yeah, that's right. My mom and dad were here till 9 last night, and we let Nolan stay up till 9. And my mom's like, it's going to be great. He's going to sleep in for you. I'm like, listen, I don't understand why you think that this kid is not going to be up at 6 a.m. I said, no matter what time we put this kid to bed, he wakes up at 6 a.m. And so I go to the gym. Gym's open at five this morning after, uh, it's usually open 24 hours, but it was open five. So woke up four 30, wanted to get there. So what's important to me in this whole thing is, especially in this week, right? Like it's easy for us to be like, Oh, the holidays are here. And you know, you hear that all the time. And people like, if you go to the gym on a consistent basis, January is the worst time because it's when everybody, the new year's resolutions, Oh, I'm going to start the gym. Well, the gym gets packed and there's a lot of people there and you know, it, it can mess up your routine because some of the machines you normally use are, are taken, da 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 right? Like, internally, we're like, oh, God, these New Year's resolution people, like, fucking hell. But they're trying to better themselves, so I, I'm okay with it. And I'm fine with it, but it just, it's annoying. So anyways, the holidays, right? You go through the holidays and everyone's excuses. Well, it's the holidays. It's okay. This is the first week of my new program that I started. I ate great yesterday. Ate a lot. Didn't overindulge, but I also had some alcohol. Might have overindulged a little bit on that. Um, but it was important for me to get up, get that last workout in of the week, and say that I accomplished the first week of the program so I can stay steady going into the next week. So that was important to me. So that's what I did. And I was one of, I want to say, six people at the gym this morning at 5 a.m., So um, which was also nice. I was able to knock out the workout, wasn't waiting on stuff, wasn't talking to a lot of the buddies that we talked to in the gym, kind of slowing things down. I was able to just kind of get in my own mind, knock this out, get this this uh, workout in. My buddy Pete slept in on me, so he didn't come, which is okay. I mean, you know, hey, to each his own. He, he said he's going to work out sometime today, but I was able to just knock it out, focus in, and get the workout in, and I, and it was, it was good. I was burping, tasting like beer and, and wine, but... Other than that, the workout was good. I felt good. I come around the corner as I'm coming home. And the way that my road is, I can come around the corner and I can see my house right as I basically enter the neighborhood. And what do I see? But Harrison's light is on. So as I'm rolling in this morning, uh, about 15 minutes ago, Harrison's light's on. So I walk in. The dog's downstairs, which is fine because I had to feed him this morning. So he, he comes, he wakes up with me. So I keep him downstairs so he doesn't wake up anybody else. Um, Harrison's awake. No one's awake. And they're already walking down the stairs. So Lindsay's not even awake. So as I walk in the door, 
basically at six o'clock in the morning after they've stayed up late, they are ready to go. Harrison brings me the iPad. He wants to watch that, but he also wants to eat. Nolan wants something on Netflix, so he wants to watch a TV and lay on the couch. Like this is the circus. We call it our circus. The circus is in town again. That's what we would say. Oh, the circus is in town. The circus was in town this morning, um, right as I get in the door. So that's that's where we're at right now. Um, I wish I could say that they're really good sleepers. They slept through the night, which I guess was good, but right bright and early, just like Dad. Um, what's going on today as well is uh, we got Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson in what they're calling the match. So it's a $9 million purse. Winner gets $9 million. Uh, it's on pay-per-view. So I got pay-per-view. It's 20 bucks. Uh, starts around three. So I got some friends coming over. We're going to watch that. Uh, it, it's kind of cool. So it's, it's outside of a PGA event. So it's, it's not, um, a tournament or anything like that. It's just tiger versus Phil 18 holes out in Las Vegas. It's going to be cool. I hope it's going to be cool. I hope, I hope this is something that if this works, that it catches on and more golfers do it. Like I'd love to see like Patrick Reed and Rory McIlroy play each other, or even like Spieth and Justin Thomas, because they've been friends for so long, go at it or like DJ and, and, Brooks Kepka. I think that would be really cool uh, to see this grow into something different because that's what the PGA needs. Like if you want to attract um, more people to golf and kids and stuff, you have to make it exciting and a little more relatable. And, you know, my buddies and I, we go on trips, we go and play regularly on the weekends and we'll play matches against each other as well. And that, and that a lot of the times it makes it more exciting. So this is, this is going to be cool. Uh, I'm not going to give a prediction on it just because um, I really... I don't know. I mean, both guys haven't played. I don't think Tiger's played since the Ryder Cup, and Phil played the weekend after the Ryder Cup. Or did both of them play out in China? I think that. Well, I take that back. I think both of them played in the World Championships and in, in, in uh, World Golf Championships in, in China, but haven't played a lot since the Ryder Cup. So it should be interesting to see how both of them do. Um, I'm more intrigued too by, and I saw this uh, while I was at the gym scrolling through Instagram in between sets. Um, I'm intrigued by these side bets that they're they're doing. So it's $9 million is what the winner gets, but they also are able to do side bets. So um, on the press conference earlier the week, Phil said he bet Tiger, I bet you $100,000 that I can birdie one. So Tiger said, all right, let's double it. 200000 says you don't. So there's a $200,000 bet just right there off the bat for the first hole if Phil birdies it. Um, and they are saying that some of these side bets could get up to a million or more. So seven figures. So that would be, it's, it's very intriguing to see what's going to be happening during the match and, and how it all plays out and what the side bets look like. So that'll be, um, I think it's going to be cool. I'm excited about it. It's 3 PM Eastern here and, uh, we're going to watch it, um, at the house. A couple friends are coming over, but, um, what was cool, um, because everyone, some of the critics are like, oh, they have so much money anyways. These guys don't need this money. Phil came out on his Instagram and said any money that he wins on the side bets is going to go to three or four charities that he's tied to. So at least the money's going back to a good cause and it's not him and Tiger just getting richer off of it, um, which I'm sure they're getting royalties off of all this pay-per-view. Like I said, it's $20 for me to get it. Um, and so you have to imagine how many more people, how many viewers are actually going to be watching this thing. Um, so that's my week in review, and then I want to go through some stuff 
maybe about 35 minutes in. So we'll finish up here in the last 10, 15 minutes here. Um, want to kind of go through also some stuff that uh, happened in sports during the week that I thought was interesting. So again, back to Major League Baseball, um, and I'm pulling it up right now. Um, they're in the off season, right? And so to keep people engaged, they came out with the, and they do this every year, the hall of fame ballot for 2019. Um, so I'm going to read off some names on here. I might just read them all off. I'm going to read them all off and we'll talk through it. Um, of everybody that's new for 2019. And I'm going to give my predictions, my unbiased prediction on who will get in. So your pitchers, Freddie Garcia, John Garland, Roy Halladay, Ted Lilly, Derek Lowe, Darren Oliver, Roy Oswalt, Andy Pettit, Mariano Rivera. I'm going to give you my unbiased opinion on the pitchers. I love Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit was somebody that I tried to base my game off of the way that I pitched. I'm a left-handed pitcher. He's a left-handed pitcher. Um, he had the best, arguably the best pickoff move in baseball. I did not. But loved watching him on the Yankees, went to the Astros, came back to the Yankees, won a lot of games, um, great playoff pitcher. I don't think he's getting in first ballot. That's my opinion. I'd love to see him get in. I think it'd be freaking awesome, but I don't think he's getting in. Um, sticking with the Yankees, Mariano Rivera, arguably the greatest relief pitcher, closer of all time. He's getting in. If he does not get in, Major League Baseball has got to figure out something else for their their Hall of Fame ballot because they're losing interest. You know, the NFL puts five, six guys in of relevance a year. And, you know, Major League Baseball, you'll put in like one or two guys and then like it's the, you know, the old timer uh, votes. And it's, you know, a guy who's been dead 30 years. Like, so nobody's going to go and watch that guy get inducted. So Major League Baseball needs to make sure that some of these players – get in for what they've done. And, and Mo is definitely somebody outside of that. Maybe Roy Halladay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if anybody else is going to get in there. Um, infielders, Todd Helton, Plaxico, Polanco, Miguel Tejada, Kevin Euclid, Michael Young. Nope. Don't see any of those guys as hall of, as hall of famers. Outfielders, Jason Bay, Lance Berkman, Juan Pierre, Vernon Wells. Nope. Designated hitter, Travis Hafner. Nope. So, oh, and then pitcher, outfielder, Rick Ankeel. So we talked about Rick Ankeel on um, Bard's podcast. Uh, he's the guy that was a pitcher, lost it mentally, went back through the minors as a hitter for the Cardinals and got back in the league as a hitter, but he's not a Hall of Famer. So I, the Hall of Fame ballot for this year, the newcomers, it could easily just be. Rivera and maybe Halliday and maybe Pettit. Roy Oswald. I'd have to go and look at his stats. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, and then this article saying first ballot lock is Mo. First ballot intrigue, Roy Halliday, Todd Helton, Andy Pettit. Oh, and it's the last chance before. So it also in Major League Baseball, if you've been on the ballot for X amount of years, you get removed for a while until you're considered an old-timers pick. Edgar Martinez, arguably the guy who basically invented being somebody that could make a living just as a designated hitter, he's up 
for his last chance. This is the last year that he has um, candidacy until he has to go out for a while until they get back on the old timer ballot. But I think he could get. I think he should get in. I think it's ridiculous that he's not. I mean, he reinvented that position basically for the American League. I mean, the guy did it made an entire career out of being a designated hitter. That's incredible. Like, I mean, that that wasn't in existence basically before him. You know, the designated hitter was, but somebody that was that one person for every single game, they would always rotate it. Um, So he reinvented the fact that you could have, or not reinvented, he invented the fact that you could be a designated hitter in baseball. David Ortiz, same thing. Like, he wasn't an infielder. He put him at first base because you have to when you're playing in the NL, but he was a designated hitter. And that's okay. I mean, some guys are just meant to be designated hitters. They don't have to play positions. And I think, I think that's uh, that's cool. And I think he should get in. Fred McGriff's also on the last um, ballot. And then people that haven't got in that some people say they should. I have my opinion on it. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, yes to both of them. Mike Mussina, yes. The guy won. I, I, shoot, I don't even know. He close to. Again, I'm, I'm not prepared with stats right now, but it, go look up Mike Mussina's stats. The guy should be in the Hall of Fame for what he did. Kurt Schilling, yeah, why not? Manny Ramirez, Sammy Sosa. Um, I could go Sosa. I don't know on Manny. I don't know. Sammy Sosa, yeah, Manny, maybe not. Larry Walker, no. Omar Vizquel, maybe. Andrew Jones and Scott Rowland. Andrew Jones, if he had the career like he did in the first five years of his life and he continued that for the rest, yeah, but the way that he kind of just bounced around there at the end, no. Jeff Kent, Gary Sheffield, Billy Wagner. I could put Billy Wagner in there. Again, another great closer before Mo. Yeah, why not? Um, and then first-timers who'd get a second chance, Lance Berkman, Roy Oswald. Anyways, so go check that out. See if, see what your thoughts are on uh, the Hall of Fame. Um, what else do we have coming up? We've got some good college football this week. Um, last night, the Egg Bowl, which was Mississippi State and Mississippi. Uh, there was a great, <laughs> a great thing that happened in that game last night. Uh, I saw it on ESPN's feed this morning. The there was some there was a brawl that happened in the game. Two game two teams big rivals a lot of the players grew up in that area played high school football together all that stuff so there's a lot of just uh anticipation around that game and and um, it's a heated rivalry the ref at one point comes out and he goes and says unsportsmanlike conduct on every player on every on each team which i thought was hilarious so both teams got uh unsportsmanlike conduct every player that's what he said every player on this team um so that happened last night. We got some games today. Hold on, just stick with me for a second. I'm going to move over to my computer. Um, there's some college football on today. This is the week that it's all rivalry week. So, like, if you have two teams that are in the same state, they're going to play each other um, because that's what you do on the last week of the season because uh, next week will be the conference championships. So let's see what we got here. UCF and South Florida at four. It's at South Florida. I think UCF's going to win that game. Oklahoma, West Virginia, eight o'clock. I would love to see West Virginia win. I have a lot of friends that are West Virginia fans. Um, I don't really care too much about Oklahoma. I'd love to see West Virginia win and go to the Big 12 championship. That'd be cool. Washington, Washington State. Um, 
I think Washington State's got it, but Washington's decent. You know, they were ranked top top 10 preseason. So, I mean, they're a good team. Um, struggling a little bit this year, three losses, but I think that they can they can pull that out. And then, so that's Friday. Saturday games, games for tomorrow. Your big game right out the gate, 12 o'clock, Michigan-Ohio State. Michigan wins. They go to the Big, 12 cha- big 10 championship and probably lock themselves into the college football playoff. Ohio State wins, throws a wrench in there. So they're going to go to the Big Ten Championship. Do they then push themselves from 10 to the top four for the next week? I don't know. Should be interesting. Um, And then we're scrolling down. Auburn, Alabama. Alabama should run Auburn over in that game. Clemson, South Carolina. Clemson's got that one handled. LSU, Texas A&M. Should be a decent game. I think LSU's going to win it. Notre Dame, USC. Again, Notre Dame fan. Um, USC, if they win, they get bowl eligible. They lose, they're not going to a bowl. Notre Dame wins, they go 12-0. They guarantee themselves a spot in the playoff. They're ranked third in the country right now. They better win. That's all I'm saying. Um, As a Notre Dame fan, my entire life, stuck with them through the early 2000s and mid-2000s when they were garbage and going through a new head coach every three years. Brian Kelly's there nine years now, eight years, eight or nine years now. This is the second team that he's had that potentially could go and play for a national championship. I'm excited. It's been a great year watching them, um, and I really hope that tomorrow they show up. Eight o'clock game on ABC, so it's the game of the week on ABC, which is usually their eight eight o'clock game. So um, that's cool. Busy week also in uh, soccer. If you are soccer fans, and I'm sure plenty of you are, um, I am a Manchester United fan when it comes to soccer. My friend growing up in Rhode Island, Mike Atherton, his family was um, from that area uh, of of the UK, and so I grew up watching highlights of Manchester United games as a kid. So I've always been a United fan, and, and as I've gotten older and stayed close to soccer and just watching it on Saturdays and Sundays, um, cheering them on. Uh, so the Premier League and, and league football – football as I call it soccer here in the u.s um comes back so it's nice saturday mornings are nice you watch you have sports all day then on saturday because you watch soccer in the morning noon football starts college football goes through the day sunday soccer in the morning and then you have nfl so for here in charlotte we have a tough game so the carolina panthers on sunday have um the seattle seahawks we've lost two in a row we haven't looked great. Offense doing okay. Defense struggling this year. Our secondary's not playing well. I'm not. It's. I'm gonna. I don't want to get fired up over it. Um, but anyways, so, you know, struggling a little bit. But Panthers and Seahawks. It's a home game. Haven't had a home game in two weeks. So I really hope they show up. I, I I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna say Panthers 27, Seahawks 24. Uh, so we'll find out Sunday when that happens and if anything um, is different. But I really hope we win that game. Let's see what other big games there are. Oh, last night. Dude, Saints and Falcons. Again, I'm a Panther fan. So NFC South, I'm fucking scared. The Saints, are so, they're good. They're real good. I, I arguably, no, I'm going to say, they're the best team in football. Best team in football. Drew Brees is unbelievable. The guy is an, an un- incredible quarterback. They go out and get Des Bryant. He gets hurt in practice. They don't even need him. Like, they are unbelievable. 
they won last night against a Falcon team that had some has had some injuries but but had been getting better. 31-17, had the game in full control. Um it, it was just it, it's just it's scary because the Panthers still have to play the Saints twice. So that's what I'm saying. It's scary. Um we are six and four overall, and we still have to play the Saints who are ten and one. So for us trying to make a playoff uh, spot, we're sitting fifth right now in the playoffs, which is a wild card spot, which is what we're going to have to go for because we're not going to beat the Saints in, um, for the division, I don't think. Um, but, man, they're good. They're good. Bears are looking decent. They, they beat the Lions. They're 8-3, and three, so now they're putting themselves in a good position. But let's see. we got some games up on here this weekend. Now, I'm not seeing a lot of tough games right now. Yeah, Panther Seahawks, I think, is a real good game. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Colts and Dolphins, both teams are 5-5. Five and five. That might be a decent game. You got the NFC North, Packers and Vikings. That's the Sunday night game. That'll be a good game. It's in Minnesota. And then Monday night, it's Texans and Titans. Um, yeah, not an overall exciting week in the NFL, just from a quick look at it. Obviously, I think things will change as the games start playing but um yeah my my game panther seahawks looks like it's going to be on paper arguably one of the most impressive games panthers right now are in a three and a half point favorite at home i mean i'm gonna take it i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take that one i like the panthers in this game um yeah that's about it i don't really have much else that that's my week that's what's coming up and um Sunday, if you're listening to this today or sometime this weekend, Sunday I have uh, another podcast coming out. My friend Oren Thompson it came by the studio last week. He played in the NFL for the Dolphins, Packers, Giants, and then also played in the United Football League and finished his career in the Canadian Football League for the Edmonton Eskimos. He talked about that. Um, so tune in. He went to Duke, played Duke football. So we, we talked Carolina-Duke rivalry. Uh, we talk about what he's doing now. He brought up some CrossFit stuff, in his opinion, which it seems to be a common theme all of a sudden. We're talking a lot about CrossFit. I don't hate CrossFit. I don't, I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression here. I certainly don't hate CrossFit one bit. I just, um, it, it's a little worrisome sometimes when I watch some of this stuff. But I, I mean, I have full respect of CrossFit. I had Mike Claudio on here a couple weeks ago. He's a CrossFitter. Um, and if it's done right, again, like I said, if it's done right, it's a great program. But just do it right. Um, don't do stupid shit and and not have any knowledge of how to do correct form or gymnastics or Olympic lifting, and you won't get yourself hurt. Um, don't overdo it. Know your body. Know your limitations. Don't be an asshole in the gym. Um, yeah, so that's it, man. That's my two cents. Let me know. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, starting to call you guys something. Any any listeners, you know, since it's a Bears den, maybe I call you guys the Bears. Like, hey, what's up, Bears? Um I don't know. We'll we'll uh, we'll try that one out. So uh, again, it's my two cents worth. You guys have a great weekend, and uh, I will uh, check in on you guys uh, a little later. See ya.